So on to the gospel, which could not, it seems to be, to me, to be more timely, given all of the news this week and our shared corporate frustration at our government's apparent inability to make an important decision to prevent our economy and our common life from going off a cliff. And that frustration runs very deep, and it runs across partisan lines, and it reminds us of something that is very human. Last week, as we were gathered in New York, one of our brothers gave a workshop on anxiety, and anxiety and how it manifests itself in the parish and in the communities that we all serve. And in the middle of listing all of the anxieties ranging from the outcomes of 9-11 to the economic crises to the financial breakdowns to joblessness to all of the things that we currently wonder and worry and concern ourselves with, Brother Ron Fender raised his hand and says, you know, the people I work with don't worry about any of this because they've completely checked out. Brother Ron works for a homeless ministry in Chattanooga, and he does spiritual work with men and women who come in who are homeless and destitute and have nothing. Some of them are there because of addiction. Some of them are there because they're down and out on their luck. And some of them are there simply by choice because they don't want to deal with the complexities of our world any longer. And then the brother who was giving the workshop pointed out, yes, he said, but they have their own set of anxieties, don't they? And Brother Ron agreed. Their anxieties are very basic. Like the people in today's gospel, their anxieties are about food and shelter. Can I get up tomorrow? Am I going to get beaten up tonight on the street and under the bridges and under the causeways? A deep anxiety that none of us really can escape from. And certainly our congressional leadership can't either, it seems, these days. But what's fascinating to me is probably most of our governmental leaders have heard today's gospel have heard it probably multiple times, or have at least picked it up in the greater cultural water. And you know what? The coin hasn't dropped for them. And the coin hasn't dropped for us either. The good news is, if it is good news, we are not alone. The disciples were in exactly the same boat, literally and figuratively, as we are. In fact, this is one of the stories that is found in all four of the canonical Gospels. And in Mark's version, the story that comes right after this is Jesus walking on the water out to the disciples who are in the boat on the lake. They see him coming and they are afraid. And Mark says, you know what? They were afraid because they still did not understand what was meant by the loaves and the fishes and the feeding of the 5,000. The coin just had not dropped for them. It just had not. So what are we to make of the mess in Washington? I get frustrated because I hear on both the left and the right a cop-out. On the left, it's about us versus the corporations and the big moneyed interests. And on the right, it's us versus the government. And I want to shake people a little bit and say, excuse me, excuse me, 
What is written in the Constitution? We are the government, aren't we? Isn't that what's written? It's a cop-out because we don't want to be accountable and take responsibility for our country. And we'd rather blame it on some politicians and then sit back and watch the show. That's our culture. Sit back, turn on the TV, and watch the show, right? Of course, we also want all the entitlements that come with it. We really don't want to pay for them if we don't have to. And that little one has come home on us to roost. It's a similar conversation I had with someone elsewhere in the diocese a few months ago when he was writing about us versus the diocese and how the bishop is experiencing his tea party right now. And I said, excuse me, excuse me, we are the diocese or else this whole thing doesn't make sense. To his credit, he immediately backed down and said, oh yeah, you're right, we are. We want the show. We've got the show. Now what do we do with The problem in Washington is not Republican and it's not Democrat. It's human. And it's the same problem, by the way, that has us completely distracted with our own financial management or mismanagement, if you like, in this country while people are starving to death in Somalia. And as an aid worker said on the news this week, you know what? Droughts are inevitable. Famines are optional. All of these messages are found in today's gospel. When Jesus invites the crowd to sit down and against the better judgment of his disciples says, you give them something to eat. And everyone eats and is satisfied. It's the message of the kingdom of God that we have been hearing about over and over and over again the past several weeks. As Jesus keeps telling us over and over again that the kingdom of God begins with something very small, even a handful of loaves and fish, and transforms the world, our politics, our perspective on one another, and how we engage with the living God. Remember what Jesus has told us, the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. The kingdom of God is like a pearl of great price. So beautiful, the person who discovered it went and sold everything he had so he could buy it. The kingdom of God is like a little bit of yeast that leavens the whole batch of dough. The kingdom of God is like seed scattered, growing up. Some of it doesn't make it, some of it does, and bears much fruit. A God of abundance, over and against our corporate God of scarcity. That's our human problem. The notion that there is not enough. The idea that we have to scrape for every vote, every penny, everything we want. And then we wonder at our own greed and avarice.
Today's gospel unfolds every single week in this place and in every church. It unfolds in the context of Eucharist. And it begins with what Jesus begins with. And that is by offering thanks. Now think about your prayer life for just a minute. Most of us pray like God is a cosmic ATM. Right? It's okay to admit that. You're not alone. (laughs) I'm the same way. We all like to do that. And we know the thing about ATMs is the bank account is limited, right? So we get a little bit worried. Are we bugging God too much with these requests? Maybe my cosmic bank account will run out. What did I do today that marked my ledger down? Am I going to go into deficit prayer spending here? No. (laughs) No. That's getting off on the wrong foot, isn't it? Jesus, in today's lesson, reminds us that we start prayer with thanksgiving for what we have been given, for the abundance that we have received. If we think about that for even a moment, it completely changes the framework in which we make our prayers, in which we ask for our God, because we recognize that our God has been with us loving us, offering us the kingdom, planting things in our midst that grow up to abundant life. It changes our perspective. What would happen, I wonder, if our political leadership started with Thanksgiving? Would we recognize that we are still indeed the wealthiest nation in the world? That there is plenty to go around? Would we see the unemployed not as a problem, but as a great untapped resource in our midst? Would we recognize the stranger instead of an enemy or a scapegoat, someone who can help us reforge and remake who we are as a people? It would change the perspective immeasurably. Our job as Christians is to be that for the world. You, my sisters and brothers in Christ, are planted deeply by the living waters, which you partake in every time you come forward for Eucharist, the broken bread, the common cup, sharing in the abundant life, not only so that you may have life abundantly, but so that you may share it with others and disclose to the world God's gracious and infinite love, which is not a love of scarcity, but a love of tremendous gift, wealth beyond riches, a gift given from before the foundations of the world, growing up to eternal life. This has been a sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. 
You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorMV.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley dot O-R-G. We wish you God's peace and we hope to greet you in person very soon.